Welcome back to the Tap Room Exclusive. I'm here with Vaughn Stewart at the Bookhouse Brewing. Uh, we're moving on to a, a, a beer. It's a grisette. Mm-hmm. Tell the people a little bit about your beer and then what it's called and then what a grisette is overall. I can't remember if we did an episode on, on this at Bookhouse or not, um, but let's uh, let's let's get your your opinion on grisettes. Sure. Uh, well, so the the full name of the beer is maybe partying will help. Oh, nice. Uh, um, which is a, a reference to a Minutemen lyric. Um, but uh, yeah, I, we actually I kind of I kind of call it a double grisette, um, really, just because traditionally grisette would have been like a three percent beer, and this one is six point four percent. Okay, that's a it's it's a minor distinction, really. The the concept is the same. Um, but so grisette uh, uh, as a concept. It really kind of first popped up in um, a, a book uh, written by Phil Markowski in the early 2000s on farmhouse ales, uh, so Saison and Beer de Garde mainly. But um, he mentions it a little bit in there and talks about it briefly and mentions uh, Yvonne Debates from uh, Brasserie de la Seine in Brussels as having done some research on it. Um, nowadays, the short version is nowadays it's understood to be the name comes from back in the early 20th century, uh, the, the mines in southern Belgium, um, they, you know, the mine workers would take a break every couple hours because it's hot and tiring work uh, and go to their cafe and drink uh, very low alcohol uh, wheat-based beers um, and, you know, kind of slake their thirst and then go back to work. And the 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 women who worked in the cafes who served them wore gray dresses. Okay. And uh, so grisette means little gray. And so it's kind of uh, named for the, you know, the service industry or whatnot. Yeah. Um, but in terms of how that kind of applies to the beer itself and to modern brewing, it's uh, really kind of just a, a type of Saison that has a significant portion of wheat, um, sometimes oats in, in the malt bill. Um, that's really kind of the broadest version of it, especially because Saison itself is such a wide ranging category yeah. of beers, which really just, again, it's kind of, it's defined by being a very yeast flavor driven beer. Um, the exact flavor can vary quite a bit. Usually there's a firm bitterness, but not always. Um, usually there's a decent hop finish, but not always. So yeah, it's Saison itself is such a somewhat loose uh, association of concepts. So right. it's like a make it what you want style. <laughs> yeah. To an extent. Yeah. And so, um, so our version, uh, uh, is about 6.4%. Uh, the bitterness is, um, just slightly subdued. Um, so you get a little more malt character and, uh, the kind of featured, uh, flavors and aromas, a lot of it comes from the yeast. Um, but then there's a, just a little spice addition in there that, um, I usually don't really mention because it's ideally, it's kind of integrated into the beer and you wouldn't notice it if it weren't called out. Okay. Um, excuse me, but, uh, the spice addition is black cardamom and uh, sweet orange peel. Mm. Uh, and, and again, ideally those elements are not, um, are not kind of uh, distinct enough that you would know that they're there unless I were to tell you in yeah, advance. Yeah, and then you're, you're looking for it. Right. But, but so, uh, so really it's a, it's a kind of a yeast driven beer. Um, very dry as, as is appropriate for the style of Saison. Um, so just meaning, you know, very little residual sugar. Um, but uh, super approachable and, and really a very food friendly beer. 
Um, we've had some success, uh, you know, selling a keg or two to some restaurants around town. Oh, nice. Yeah, and um, I think it's uh, uh, it, it really speaks to uh, another of, of kind of my passions of brewing and of, of styles that I just like to brew, those being saisons, farmhouse ales, beers de garde, uh, grisettes, and what have you. So, um, you know, I have a number of those styles aging in barrels with various bacteria in the back. Um, we're doing a, a Memorial Day weekend. I don't know if that's relevant to the timing of this, but yeah. okay, yeah. yeah. I was gonna say you could always edit it out if yeah. it's not. No, no, you're all good, man. This will be <laughs> but, in May. This will no, be the third great. week of May. So yeah, uh, Memorial Day weekend, uh, Sunday the 26th. We're having a Grand Fête Saisonnier, uh, which is to say just a celebration of saison. Um, so it'll be our uh, various beers and then guest beers from. I'm gonna look at the poster uh, from Terrestrial Brewing. Noble Beast, Brick and Barrel, The Bottle House, Jolly Scholar, Butcher and the Brewer, Acronym, Saucy, and Jackie O's. Wow, uh, that's a lineup. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, everyone will bring, uh, you know, a beer in that in that kind of style family. And I think it'll be great for just exploring how broad and diverse that concept is. You know, from Saucy bringing uh, a um, wine barrel aged beer to guard to uh, the... Uh, mixed culture fermentations of Jackie O's. Um, You know, the, the, uh, I'm pretty sure that um, the Jolly Scholar is going to be bringing uh, a beer made entirely with um, Ohio ingredients. Oh, nice. You know, which is always great. Like that's kind of a whole other aspect of Saison and farmhouse ale is like using what you have in your backyard. Local, local, Right. Yeah. So even more local, like literally your backyard. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. An actual farm. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, um, it, it should be a lot of fun and people can get tickets for that. And that's just a little plug on that piece. Yeah, but, no, absolutely. Yeah. Plug away, man. That's what this <laughs> is all about. So, yeah. Uh, and, uh, we'll have our, um, our, our waffle bar vendor will be here doing waffles. He does uh, Liege style Belgian waffles. Oh, nice. Um, we'll have a cotton candy maker here. Um, so lots of fun, you know, oh, yeah. hanging out with brewers, drinking Drinking cool beers, so. absolutely, and it's it's nice to see a celebration of of that sort of style. Mm-hmm. The whole the whole like umbrella of uh, of the styles, because you know I've been doing this for a year now, and Grissette, I think I like I said I've seen maybe pop up twice in my journeys, mm-hmm. uh, and it's not something you see a lot of, but I think I like to hear that places are buying it from you in kegs because. Mm-hmm. You go to a restaurant or something, you see a grisette. Somebody, you know, you're like, you know, the general person who's going into that restaurant might not know craft beer. Right. And might not know what that is. But to see that it's popular enough that a restaurant's buying it from mm-hmm. you, that's amazing. Yeah. 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 That's really cool, man. Oh, yeah. No, we're, it's, um, I really like, I mean, as much as I, <laughs> I may have talked about kind of meeting people where they are, I also sometimes, this is the strange, just contradictory nature of everything, I guess. But I also sometimes like to push, push at the edges a little bit and do, yeah. some, do things a little differently. So, uh, yeah. And, you know, I think also I, it's been interesting actually just in, in the, in the professional brewing world, um, and to some extent with some, I think, uh, cues and pushes from home brewers, which that's a whole other relationship that is for another conversation. But, yeah. um, there there's been kind of an edging into the world of farmhouse sales, this emergence of, uh, Kvike, uh, style beers. I'm pretty sure I'm saying that right. Uh, it's kind of a Northern European. So, um, Norwegian, uh, 
Swedish, uh, Scandinavian, mm-hmm. Finland, Denmark, um, kind of a style of brewing, which came about from real farm brewers, from, from people on farms making beer for their own consumption. Yeah. And they have these yeasts that they've traded with each other and they, they dehydrate them on pieces of wood. And there's this whole like history and culture behind it. But the yeasts are getting this huge burst in popularity among brewers because you can ferment them at what would traditionally be considered super hot temperatures mm-hmm. at like say 95 Fahrenheit. And they'll be just as clean and, uh, you know, uh, uh, clean in character and, and super fast at, at fermenting, you know, 24, 48 hour fermentations where normally it'd be more like, um, you know, 96 hours plus. Yeah. And so there, it's a really interesting concept. And so there's the yeast of it, of it. And then the, the way that these brewers would make their beer, um, there's this concept of raw ale that's coming into play. So there's all these kind of emergent, interesting things in that realm that I hope, and I think will help to grow the popularity of the concept of farmhouse beer in general. Absolutely. You know, a buddy of mine, he's uh, he's a scientist. He wants to start doing his own yeasts mm-hmm. locally here in Ohio, sure. like create fully local yeast strains yeah. for, to, for breweries and stuff. And I'm like, that's pretty much the last step, really, yeah. in making a quote unquote all Ohio beer. Right. Like right. that's that's really all you need left. And that'd be really cool to see. And then maybe kind of the same thing ends up starting to happen is you see, you know, these places, you know, using that yeast and then trading kind of doing kind of the same thing that that was being done in in the scandinavia area Mm -hmm. that could be a cool that could be a cool little subsect of our uh industry uh Mm -hmm. soon if 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 all goes well (laughs) yeah for sure yeah and it's it's uh i mean i'm not uh i'm not a microbiologist by training by any means but from the little bits i know a lot of times you know it it uh that's really why you get into so much association between farms and fruit and beer is is so much of the yeast and whatnot that is usable and that does make good beer. You know, the, the, the common sources are, are flowers on fruit trees, the legs of a honeybee, Mm -hmm. you know, all of these kinds of things that are very endemic to farm culture. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, that's a whole, again, whole other (laughs) conversation, but it's a really interesting area. And I think, I think it'd be cool to have a local yeast supplier for sure. Yeah. Yeah. What, uh, going to your guys's grisette, what was the, the inspiration to do the, the 6.4 over, you know, the traditional three, is it someone walks in and sees 3% on a menu? It's not really. Yeah. Trying that's, to go for it. That's a lot of it, unfortunately. I, I love, and I, a lot of brewers love, especially in Cleveland, I know, love, like, very low alcohol beers, yeah. um, you know, 3%, 4% beers. A lot of kvasses I see getting made now. For sure, yeah, kvasses. That's a whole other, yeah, um, <laughs> whole other thing. But, right. uh, yeah, and and so um, that's a that's a lot of it is, is that, unfortunately, uh, making a decent amount of 3% beer and trying to sell it fairly quickly is not always super possible. Right. Um, Even if it is just the traditional way to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I think, uh, that's something that we're playing with because I do, I really do tend to prefer making lower alcohol beers, mm-hmm. uh, in general. Um, but, uh, the, the, it, it landed, honestly, it landed at 6.4% because, I, I kind of threw a certain quantity of malt and sugar at it and said, you know, it'll be somewhere in this range. And then really the yeast kind of does what it's going to do. Right. Um, 
especially with saison yeast, which uh, have um, there's a lot of talk lately in, in the yeast world of uh, what's called the diastaticus gene. Uh, basically, the short version is that the yeast eats a lot more sugar and okay. creates a lot more alcohol than a normal yeast would. Okay. So, um, it, anyway, so there, there's there's things associated with that, but yeah, basically, it was kind of I again I, I just kind of threw a certain amount of sugar at it and said it'll probably be right around here, and ultimately the yeast kind of just decides what it wants what to do. It? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it's uh, it's cool to see you doing these uh, these different styles and and bringing popularity to them. Uh, yeah. You know, bringing them to people who wouldn't normally see them, and that's what I like about Bookhouse is, you know, I tell people if you're if if you're not looking for IPAs, if you're looking for something to really expand your palate, go to Bookhouse. Yeah, because it's you're going to get a lot of different styles. It's going to, it's going to ride the, the whole gamut of, of everything. And you can really get a good idea of, of what's out there mm-hmm. beyond just the IPAs. Yeah. I like IPAs, but, Oh yeah, no, you know, there's all, there's so much different stuff out there these days. I like to kind of try everything. Right. And I, w- I would be quick to add, I mean, talking, just circling back on like low alcohol beers and what sells and stuff like that. I mean, our IPA is, is our top seller. Um, and, I, I like IPAs just fine. We brew, I mean, again, it's, I believe it's about 50% of sales is IPA. Oh, wow. Uh, so, but yes, you're right. Like we do try to focus on some things other than just IPA. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not, yeah. you're not stone. You don't have 50 IPAs. On right. Time, you know, right, that's, right, right. That's, that's, what's nice to see is it's, it's, there's a, a wealth of different uh, varieties and all that. Yeah. Uh, anything else about the uh, about the grisette that I might have forgotten to cover or about the style in general that you wanted to get out there? Um, no, I don't think so. Um, I mean, it's definitely, I think uh, it's something that I'm going to keep playing with the concept of um, and, uh, you know, look for variations and improvements uh all sorts of things in that kind of realm of saison and farmhouse ale absolutely and then yeah. uh one more time about the uh the your your deal the on saison fest yeah i can't i have nowhere <laughs> in- i'm i studied french and i still am not going to try to do it yeah i i am not sure that i'm really being that accurate my wife makes fun of me for my attempts at french all the time you can't it came off a lot more confident than i would ever do so i i, I say grand fête uh saisonnier that's that's right. It's close enough. Uh, it's a saison party, uh, May twenty sixth, uh, from noon to four. Um, uh, tickets uh, are available online through Eventbrite, our Facebook page, all that stuff. And uh, it that's going to be a great beer weekend. I'll say that much too, because uh, that's the day before Noble Beast's two year anniversary oh, wow. party. So yeah, a lot, be a lot of stuff of that weekend. Yeah, yeah. Uh, get out here, check it out, uh, and tune in next week for the Bookhouse Grand Finale.